Many people are asking how long is it going to take to fix the backlog and to get things back on track at YVR? Well, according to John Gradick, who is a faculty lecturer in the Department of Aviation Management at McGill University, that backlog could take at least a week to clear. And John Gradick joins us on the line to talk a bit more about this. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure to be here this morning on this yucky day in Vancouver. Wow. <laughs> That's a, a good word for it. It's cold. There's some fresh snow. There's freezing rain. It's not a great situation. And we're seeing more delays, more cancellations on top of what we already saw at YVR. When you look at that, how do you kind of predict or look at how we get out of this and back to uh, operations that are not like what we're seeing right now? Well, I think that, you know, the airlines basically have to make sure that they have the airplanes in the right place at the right time to fly the schedule that they're proposing. And uh, with this disruption in Vancouver, we saw since Tuesday that airplanes are stuck in Vancouver or they're waiting to get to Vancouver from Calgary or Winnipeg or Toronto. Uh, So the airplanes are out of whack. They're out of balance. uh, And it it is a finely tuned orchestra that has to be in place in order for the schedule to work. And uh, it'll take a bit of time to reposition aircrafts and to make sure that you've got the right flight attendants and the right uh, crew, flight crews in the right place at the right time. So it, it's a delicate balance. It usually takes, typically on, on, a, on a snowstorm disruption, um, you know, of this magnitude out east, uh, Toronto, Montreal, usually takes them about two or three days. But I think what I saw in Vancouver and the level of disruption and the level of chaos in Vancouver, uh, it'll take a few more days. And I would imagine, too, because we're not talking about just any day of the week where there's travel or it's normal volumes. We're talking about what is the busiest time of the year. Yeah, you're talking Christmas week. And if there's one week that you didn't want this storm to happen, happen, this is it. Planes are full. Fares are high. Passengers want to get to where they want to be quickly. So it is a bad week for the storm to happen. Not that we can go back in time and change anything, but we did hear from the CEO of the airport yesterday saying they had learned from what happened earlier this week and they're making sure that it doesn't happen again. She was talking specifically about in some cases where passengers were left for hours, up to 13 hours in some cases, sitting on planes on tarmacs. But is there something the airport could have done, do you think? And I, I get as well they're saying that more snow <laughs> fell than what they were anticipating, but is there there's something they could have done to be proactive to, 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 so that it didn't get this bad? Well, I think that, you know, Vancouver, to get, Vancouver Airport to get 37 centimeters of snow is, is an unusual event, but Vancouver does get snow. Um, and for the Vancouver Airport Authority to say that, you know, they weren't prepared or they weren't ready for this one, I think is a little, in, you know, disingenuous in terms of looking at the preparation you need at an airport to prepare for winter. It's not like flying in July. And so you will get rain, you will get freezing rain, you will get snow. Uh, I don't, you know, my, my opinion is that they weren't ready. Uh, you know, they, they weren't ready for the, for the extent of the snow. Uh, for them to run out of something called glycol, which is what they use it to de-ice airplanes, to me is, you know, unthinkable. That, that should never have happened. Um, you know, winter is winter and you have to de-ice airplanes and you, have, you cannot run out of glycol. So I, I think that there, there, there was not enough planning done by the Vancouver Airport Authority, and I'll throw in the airlines in there as well, in terms of really understanding what is the capacity of the airport to handle flights 
Um, you know, we saw this same situation happen at Pearson and at Trudeau in July and August. Um, and, we're, and, we're, and we're living through the same thing in Vancouver in December. And I think that, you know, we've got to make sure that when we, in fact, do uh, face disruption, however it may be, whatever you, whatever you want to uh, define as disruption, that the airlines and the airports basically have done the contingency planning needed to make sure that the operations run as smoothly as possible. And uh, the running out of glycol, I know that became a bit of, of a point of whether or not they actually ran out. The airport saying, yes, they were running low at one point, but they restocked and saying that they didn't actually run out. But it does kind of go to a bigger issue, doesn't it? Like you've touched on, and that's being prepared. Yes, there was more snow than anticipated, but was it so much snow that they shouldn't have still been on top of it? Yeah, and I think, I think that's the issue. You know, the issue is, you know, the, the airport... Um, you know, has got a lot of tools, a lot of t- technology that they have in the planning side of the business. And I think that, you know, the, the question would be when it comes to actually operating the airport, uh, you know, those tools are useless. Uh, if you don't have the right experience on the staff in terms of running an airport during a disruptive operation like an airport. And I think, you know, Vancouver Airport, as have other airports across Canada, laid off a lot of people with lots of experience in the last three years as a result of COVID. And we're seeing the results of that lack of experience as we go through these the, the disruptions in Eastern Canada as well as in Vancouver. Is it a bit of a domino effect as well, though, in that we did hear from the airport, there were staff members, and, and same with BC Ferries, and I think just about everywhere, there were staff members that couldn't get to work because their roads hadn't been plowed, they didn't perhaps have winter tires. There were a number of reasons, weather-related, why staff members couldn't get to work, and that, that what I would imagine causes a bit of a domino effect, because if you don't have the staff to do these essential jobs to keep the operations going, what are you going to do? Well, you know, my, my one comment to that is we had 40,000 passengers make it to the airport in spite of the snowstorm, in spite of all of the weather conditions. So if 40,000 passengers can make it to the airport, um, you know, five or 6,000 workers um, should have been able to make it to the airport. And I think that that's, you know, and then that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a culture. That's a management culture. That's how you run an airport. That's how you run an operation. And I, and I think that, you know, it, again, it's, it's a question of, you know, don't give me excuses. Figure out, you know, what do you have to do to make sure that when these things happen, you don't go back and have a situation where the customer is, again, held at ransom for 12 hours sitting on an airplane. Right. And then then does it come down to money? Because there are certainly there are companies that put their employees in hotels. So they're close by that spend that money uh, to, to do those things to deal with this to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is Christmas, right? This is Christmas week. Hotels are, you know, there's not much room left in any hotels. There's not much room left in, 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 in any restaurants or anything else. And I think, you know, when I, when I see an airline decide, you know, on, in the middle of this, this, this chaos, not to offer accommodation, not to offer meals, and to tell passengers your next flight's a week from now, um, you know, I think we've lost the, the, the notion of customer service. That you know that we you know the airlines and the airports are in the, the business of providing service to our customers, and passengers have paid good money to fly in Christmas, especially Christmas. And I think that that they really deserved a lot more, you know, attention TLC as we say in the business uh, than they got at the airport in Vancouver this week. I think there's a lot of people who slept on that airport floor who would or was stuck on those planes that would agree with you. Absolutely. John Gradick, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have you on the show this morning.
All right, Joseph, it's been a pleasure. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.